Hello, everyone. Welcome to another new episode of the Focus Point Podcast. I'm glad you've decided to give this a listen. I hope that whenever you're listening to this morning, noon, night, I hope that it encourages you. I hope that it blesses you. I hope that you're having a great and blessed day. I hope that everything finds you well. Before we continue on in our Nuts and Bolts series, we're in episode two of that, I wanted to just share with you the podcast episode for December 17th and the and the blog post, really, for December 16th. So December 16th and 17th, I'm going to share with you a little bit about my year. The episode is going to be called The Ram in the Bushes, and I hope that you will tune into that. I hope you will check that out. Uh, it's just going to talk about my year. It's going to talk about what I've seen this year and how I've been encouraged and lifted up and blessed over the course of the last 12 months. So I'm excited for that. And I hope that you will tune into that and I hope that you will check that out uh, December 16th and 17th, whether you want to read it or whether you want to listen to it, however you want to do that. But that's going to be a very um, encouraging, I believe, thing. Uh, We'll be looking at Genesis 22 as well. So that's just that. Um, Then we've got our Christmas uh, episode. It's going to be exciting for that. And then I've got my word of the year episode. So we're excited for that. And just next week, we close out the nuts and bolts series. So as I said last week, this nuts and bolts series is just answering some questions about the Bible that I've had. And over the years, I've kind of developed an answer with the help of some other people and whatnot. But this is not like by any means a deep, deep, deep dive into any of these questions. It's just a a simple answer. It's a basic answer. And I've found that these encourage people. So that's what I've been doing in this whole thing. And last week we talked about why even read the Bible. Right? Why? Why read it? It's a, it's an old book. It's got out of date stuff in it. It's just full of rules and do's and don'ts, and it can't be relevant to now because it was written so long ago. And we compared that to reading just any books, reading history books, reading fiction books, reading nonfiction books. Anytime you pick up a book, you're looking to get immersed in the world that you're going into. And you think of the Chronicles of Narnia. You know, you get immersed into that with those characters and that space and that time and whatever. You don't care when it was written. You don't care how old it was. And so we talked about that. And we talked about that's how the Bible is as well. The Bible is full of stories that you can get immersed into and characters and all of that. And it just really depends on how you look at it. Well, today we're kind of answering two questions in one. We're talking about where to start. The question, where do I start? When I want to read the Bible, where do I start? Maybe you're new to reading the Bible. Maybe you're new to following Jesus. Maybe you've been following Jesus for a little bit and you haven't really picked up the Bible just yet. Because it's, it is, it, to be honest, a, a daunting book. It's a big book. It's full of things that are confusing and it's, it is. So maybe you just haven't got that far yet. So where do I start? And then how do I understand it? Those are two questions that I, that I get. And we're going to answer those in this episode. But it's hard to know where to start with such a big book. And then, like I said, understanding it is another great question. It speaks to the point that it can be hard to understand and confusing at points. So this episode is going to answer that. So when it comes to reading the Bible and picking a starting point, 
you know, and this is where I'm going to probably upset people, like even like me, where it's like, no, I got to start at the beginning. That's, that's how it is. That's where I start is the beginning. You know, I got to start Genesis and go. Okay. That's you. But I'm going to tell you where I feel the best places to start for anybody, really. Okay. Because... Whether you're new to following Jesus, whether you've been following Jesus for a little bit and you just haven't opened the Bible, following Jesus is what we're doing. We're learning how to follow Jesus, and that's what the Bible helps explain. So, like I said, the Old Testament can be a little weird and hard to get through, right? If you want to start in Genesis, that's fine. You can start in Genesis because that Genesis is a, I'm going to relatively, and I'm going to use this word safe, book. It's got some great stories in there. It kind of shows how everything kind of kicks off. And it's really good. And even Exodus is a little bit okay, too, because you get some of the stuff, but that's starting the nation of Israel. And so you, but you get some good stories in there as well. Um, so, but the Old Testament can be confusing and crazy and kind of weird. And there's all of these names that you can't hardly pronounce and places and people, all of that. So it gets confusing. The New Testament can also be confusing. Because you've got what Jesus is doing, and then after that, you've got all of these letters that Paul wrote, and the start of the church, and why is why does the book of Acts start the way it does with all of the persecution of the the followers of Jesus and all of that? So we get it can be confusing. So we're just going to start off with that. Be honest, the Bible can be confusing. But this is why I tell people when I get asked this question, and kids and adults have asked me. For the last hint, for the last probably 10, 11 years, I've worked with kids. And they often ask, you know, where do I, where do I read the Bible? Where can I start? And I typically tell them the Gospel of John. And the reason for that is, is found in the Gospel of John. And I want to read it to you here. John 20, 31 says, but these are written. So the Gospel of John. So prior to Genesis Prior to John 20, 31, okay? This is at the very end of John 20. And then you've got John 21. But right at the end of John 20, it says, these things are written. Meaning everything from John 1 to John 20, 29, pretty much. Sorry, I had to do some counting. So, so that's what they're talking about. Everything that was written. And it says... These things are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. So that is why I say to start in John. Because John is about having life. It says in John 10, 10, we talked about that in our Don't Give the Enemy a Seat series. We, we, we talked about how Jesus wants us to have life and have it to the full. And by the power of his name. You know, John 3.16 is in here. The I am statements are in throughout John. You know, we see him spend time with his, his disciples in um, John 13 through 17. We see that, that, that space. And we are going to be in the future looking at a series in John 13 through 17. So stay tuned for that. It's coming uh, toward the beginning of next year. But neither here nor there, John shows Jesus and it helps us understand Jesus and that we may continue to believe. 
that is the purpose of the Gospel of John. That's the purpose of the Gospels itself, is that we may continue to believe. And yes, he was talking about what he was written there and the people that would read the Gospels that they wrote, you know, back then. But it, it, it transcends time. It comes forward to us that we may continue to believe in Jesus. The different stories that are in the Gospel of John. So it tells us. So whether you're new or you just want to find out more about Jesus, check out the Gospel of John. Also check out the other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the first four books of the New Testament. Check those out and you'll have a good sound thing, about sound knowledge of Jesus and a good idea of who Jesus is. Because I always tell the kids that I serve when, when I'm talking to them about Jesus and when they want to start reading the Bible, I always tell them, well, you're starting to follow Jesus. You're young. You're starting to follow Jesus. Read about, the, read about Jesus. When you want to read about Abraham Lincoln or George Washington or any other event in history or any other person in history, you pick up a history book about them. You go find books about them. These are the books within the big book about Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is how you can find out all about Jesus. So that is a good place to start. The Gospel of John and the other Gospels, specifically the Gospel of John. But when it comes to understanding the Bible, that is totally something different, right? There are commentaries. There are if a commentary is just a study book where it breaks down sometimes paragraph by paragraph, even verse section by verse section. It really just depends on the commentary. But it's basically just a fancy study book. It's called a commentary. But there are other books and other sources that you can do too. Commentaries are really the most helpful. It really depends on the commentary. Uh, some really do a good in-depth, deep, deep dive. Others just kind of do a quick scratch of the surface, but give you an idea that you may not have thought of when you're trying to understand the Bible. So they're, they're, they're good for that. And you can use those to help understand it, but the Bible can be hard to understand. And as I've already mentioned, the Old Testament is one of those things. But sometimes a good thing that you can do to help understand the Bible is to just read it and jot some notes down. And then God can speak to you as you continue to like, this is what I thought about when I read this. This is how I look at it. And God will reveal stuff to you. Okay? And that's how, that, that's how I've done it over the past several years when I started reading the Bible and digging into the Bible a little bit more. Just read it and let God tell you what he's trying to say. Because it says in Hebrews, and the writer of Hebrews says it like this in Hebrews 4.12 in the first part of that verse. It says, for the word of God is alive and active. Meaning that it's alive, so it transcends time. So that verse that we read from where it says that we may continue to believe, that transcends time. It's alive. It's active. And if it's alive and it's active, and if it's God's words, as we talked about last week in 2 Timothy 3.16, if it's God-breathed and God-inspired, then they will speak to you. They're, they're alive and they're active. Sometimes diving deep into it, we kind of miss what God says. We complicate it all. And we're trying to like really understand like what it means at its root. And we then wind up missing really some of the simple stuff that God is trying to say to us. God tries to talk to us at our level, but he wants us to grow and mature, but he, he talks to us where we're at. 
And sometimes, and I know this sounds bad for someone, you know, that's coming up to be a pastor or even been studying the Bible to say that, in a way, don't study the Bible for deep, deep knowledge or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying sometimes we dive in deep. We kind of maybe overcomplicate what the Bible is trying to say. And he's speaking directly to us in the simplest form. Very, very simple and easy. And we kind of, we, we might miss it because we are so trying to figure out the actual purposeful meaning. And so we, we miss this thing. And we miss some of the simple stuff that God is trying to say. That's why I say, jot down some notes. When I was reading this, make space for it. So, so when you read, you start off, you read John chapter 1, and you jot down some things. Maybe multiple things that you saw that, that as you were reading, oh, this kind of stood out to me. And that's how you're going to understand the Bible in your own way. Because you're, we're never going to understand it all. There are seasoned pastors that are still understanding the Bible. But the Bible speaks to us where we're at and how, uh, where we're at and what season of life we're in. Those verses and passages are what we need to focus on. Focus on the parts that we understand, the parts that God speaks to you through. And this is how we begin to understand the Bible. Because when God speaks to us, we understand it, and then we start to kind of see that in a little bit. And then we can do the deeper dive studies. It's kind of like a, a progression. Because God talks to you if we're listening to him. I've, I've read stories and verses and passages in the Bible for years and years and years. But they speak to me different now than, they were, than I did as a seven-year-old child sitting in Sunday school to now a 36-year-old adult. And these things speak to me, even from five, six years ago. What season of life I was in then, and I read something. And then I read it again, and it's like, wow, that takes on a whole new thing. That's what the Bible does. And I think sometimes we can, we can miss that because we kind of get hooked on that the Bible means this. And yeah, that's true. That's why I said, don't get me wrong when I'm saying, you know, but the Bible is alive and it's active. And if it's alive and it's active and that's what it says about itself, then it moves with us through life. Its words take on different meaning. Yeah, there's meaning to the original text. And if, you know, you look into it, you can study all of that and that's good. But sometimes I think God wants us to not complicate it so much and just say, hey, this is what I'm saying to you now. And then you read it again. Hey, this is what I'm saying to you now. And God wants us to hear what he has to say. And he'll use the same passage two or three times maybe in your life. As you continue to, to learn and grow and it shifts and it changes because the Bible's alive. It's active. So, this is what the, that, that's what the writer of Hebrews meant by being alive and it's active. And it goes on in that verse to say that it, that it pierces our very heart. That, it's, that the Bible is sharper than any two-edged sword and it, and it pierces into our life. It goes back to 2 Timothy 3.16 where it says it's useful to correct us and teach us and to train us and um, all of that. That is what the Bible does, and that's what the Bible is for. But when it comes to understanding it all, we can't understand it all. I don't believe there's a person on the planet that understands 
every word of the Bible. Because the Bible says that it's active. It moves. It shifts with seasons of life. Because there are seasoned pastors that preach the Bible one way, but as they grow and as they continue to walk with the Lord and as they continue to to look at the Bible, they preach the same passages multiple times, but in different ways because it's how God talks to them in that season that they're in. And it's just amazing to think about that the Bible does that. But I think we complicate it a little bit because we hang on to the fact that we try to find out what it means and we're trying to understand it all and we're trying all of that and there's just no way to. There's just no way to understand it all. Just let the Bible speak to you. Jot some stuff down about what you feel God said as you read or even what you just pick up on. That's how we can understand the Bible. So, real quick, in closing, three things. If you're new to following Jesus, this is your first time cracking open the Bible, whatever it is, one thing you can do is download the YouVersion Bible app. It's free. It's in the App Store. It's in Google Play. You can just download it. And what that is, it's a handy app. It gives the Bible to you right there on your phone. And you can open it up anytime. It's got highlighting. You can even, you, when you click on a verse, it, it underlines it. And you can choose to take notes on it. You can choose to highlight it and all of that. Um, the app saves your highlights when you highlight, so you can go and see all the verses that you've highlighted. If you're like working through the gospel of John, you can highlight different things and you can kind of go see all the notes that you're taking. You can do it all on your phone. You don't even have to have a separate notebook. And, um, there's many, it lists like a lot of different translations of the Bible. And we're going to talk about that next week. So if you're kind of confused about all the translations or why there's so many of the translations, check out next week's episode. We're going to be talking about that. Um, and it's just a really handy, it's right there and you can just, it's all right there on your phone or your iPad or your tablet or whatever. And then, as I said, start in the gospel of John. And then check out the other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And this will understand who Jesus is and what he did for you. You can um, understand a little bit more about that that way. And as I said, you can also prob- you can also get through Genesis fairly easy. In Genesis, you've got the story of creation, Noah, Abraham, Joseph. You know, there's Jacob and Esau in there as well. Um, and that's pretty much the big picture of Genesis and then Exodus, you know, it starts with the birth of Moses and the captivity of Israel and freeing them from the, and all the stuff that you've seen probably in the movie The Prince of Egypt or you've even heard about. And then the rest of Exodus is them being free from slavery and just kind of figuring out themselves as a nation and learning how to follow God themselves. Um, but definitely can do that as well. And then... Like I said, don't try to understand it all at once. This is the third thing. There's always new things to discover in the pages of the Bible. Let God help you understand the Bible and go on a journey with him and see what he reveals to you. But you can also grab some commentaries and do a little bit of a, of a deeper dive. And you can do that to help you as well. And there's tools and all sorts of things. It's just really handy to try and understand the Bible But like I said, the Bible speaks to us where we're at. God wants to speak to us where we're at. God already understands that we're not all on the same level. We don't have an understanding 
of the of the Bible all at the same level. There are people that are 30, 40 years older than me that have been studying the Bible a whole lot longer and probably have learned and relearned and all of that things about the Bible. There's a one person, especially at my church, he's one of the teaching pastors at my church that I could probably spend hours talking to about the Bible. And that's another thing. Ask your pastors if you're going to church and you're um, able to do that. You can always talk to them about what something means and they'll give you a little bit of insight. It's, there's lots of different things that you can do. So I encourage you, start in the Gospel of John and uh, start reading there. Start reading the Gospel so you can find out who Jesus is and then go from there. See where God takes you. Um, also, next week, make sure you come back and tune in for the Bible translations. Because I often get asked that too. What about all these translations? Why is there so many? Shouldn't there only be just one? And we'll talk about that next week. And um, we will be able to see why I, why I personally think the translations are there. And we will um, have a good time with that. And I hope that you will come back and join me with that next week. I hope to see you there. I hope that this helped you and I hope that this episode encouraged you and blessed you. And once again, start in the Gospel of John, jot some notes down, see where God takes you on journey as you crack open the Bible, even download the Bible app. Those are my encouragements to you and I will hopefully catch you next week when we talk about Bible translations.